Hey, you ready? Hey, grab that right there. <laughs> Are you ready? Hey. Is you ready? Ready? You say you ready? Oh. Whole squad ready? Ready? Is you ready? Huh? Are you ready? Ready? Is you ready? Whole squad hey. ready? And welcome back to another episode of On Air with Dro. We have a great episode tonight. Um, or today, because this episode is probably going to come out during the day. We're going to be talking about the pre-draft on Thursday night, as the Miami Dolphins have many questions coming into this draft. And just to let you guys know, we have a couple of guests on this episode that I am proud to call my friends. We're going to give you guys great content. Uh, first off, let me introduce my friend, my brother, Greg. How are you doing today? Doing good. How's it going, guys? Hope everyone's safe with this coronavirus that's going on. We're here to try and bring a little sports entertainment tonight. Uh, that's about it. Awesome. You already know it. Awesome. And then I got my friend Mark Miller. Hello. Yo, yo, yo. I'm on air with okay. Dro. Same okay. old intro, don't you know? No. <laughs> so, of course, I kind of expected it, so I gave him, I gave him the rundown. And then... Last but not least, new to our show of On Air with Joe, we have Andrew. Let him know what's up. What's up? What's up, guys? It's Drew here. Uh, excited to get back pod, potting with everybody. <laughs> um, and especially in the times that we're in, as Greg said, I hope everyone's doing well. And uh, let's brighten your guys' day awesome. a little bit. Awesome. Thank you guys for the intros. Thank you again for coming on to this show. Um, as we mentioned before, we're going to be talking about the NFL draft that's coming up this Thursday. And guys, I know we have three Dolphins fans in here and one 49er, but w- Dolphins have many questions coming up on Thursday. We have the three first round picks uh, in the NFL draft. Obviously, we're we're seeing the, the rumors around and what's going to be happening. But the main key we want to talk about is... Are we going to be drafting a quarterback at number five? There's a lot of speculation going on. I kind of want to hear you guys, you know, what your opinions are, uh, what the Dolphins could be doing, or what do you expect? Uh, you know, obviously the rumors is just rumors until we find out on Saturday. Um, you know, on Thursday, I'm sorry. Um, especially being a virtual draft, which is very cool. Um, I kind of want to hear your aspects first before we dive into the number five pick. I kind of want to go around and, and, and want to know, what do you guys feel about the uh, virtual draft? I know, obviously, we haven't seen it yet, but obviously during, how you guys mentioned before, the quarantine and, and everything of everybody being so, you know, isolated and stuff. Um, I'm going to start with you, Andrew. What do you, what do you feel um, this virtual draft is going to be like? I know all of the, the donations are going to a charity, which is very cool. So what do you, what do you think and what do you expect uh, coming for this draft on Thursday? Yeah, well, um, you know, obviously with dealing with the coronavirus, it's going to be virtual. Um, so it is definitely going to be very interesting to see how how exactly it unfolds. Um, you know, I watched a little bit. ESPN had the WNBA draft on. I don't know if you guys caught it. I just watched it a little bit just to see exactly how ESPN was going to tackle it. Um, and it ran pretty smoothly. I'm not going to lie. It was a little awkward. Um, listening to the commissioner of the league introduce herself and then go into, um, you know, stating which team had the first pick and whatnot. So hopefully it's not as 
awkwardly silent. You know, I know usually we're all excited to like see Roger Goodell and just boo the living crap out of, <laughs> of him. Course. Um, so, that, so that should be interesting to see. Um, and hopefully it goes smoothly. I mean, as with everything with the coronavirus, we're like an uncharted like territory here with everything. Um, so it should be excited to see. Um, just, I guess the best thing to do is probably just to try to stay patient and just enjoy the draft for what it is. I agree. I think, I think you, you nailed it. I think it's, you know, there's, it's going to be a lot of patience, a lot of new things, probably a lot of glitches too. Um, Miller, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think you guys are, are hitting the nail on the head. I mean, I think that there's going to be some barriers, right? There's going to be some challenges, and I think it's to be expected. I think there is going to be some awkwardness to it because, you know, it is it is uncharted waters, right? We haven't seen this before. I think, you know, there's going to be some some lag or some choppiness, some some delay, and there's going to be some of that awkward silence. Um, and it's, and it's going to be a little bit weird. We haven't seen anything like this before, but what I'm hoping for out of this experience is, um, you know, really that, that everybody just has fun with it. Right. So, so these, these, you know, young men that are getting drafted, um, the, the general managers and, and these war rooms that are, that are making the picks. I hope we, we get kind of see more of a human side to these guys. Um, so that it kind of adds like a little more of a fun humanizing element to the draft. And it's not just all about business. Right. Um, I, I just kind of want to see that more human side to it. And I, I guess that's kind of different than anything I ever thought I would um, expect to, to say about the NFL draft, but really just because of the time that we're in right now, I just want to see these guys have fun with it. And, you know, I think I read a tweet the other day um, from either Schefter or Ian Rappaport saying that basically when they try to do um, the mock simulation, testing all their equipment and just kind of doing a, a quick rundown, um, you know, their, their kind of first go around a dry run of this, it didn't go smooth. So I, I think expectation wise, everybody needs to temper their expectations. I think, I think, it is going to be choppy. It is going to be awkward, but hopefully these guys have a lot of fun with it. And we create some sort of memory along the way, because at the end of the day, I do applaud the NFL for what they're doing. We are starved right now for brand new sports related content. And the draft is one of those outlets that we can, you know, latch onto. And for that, I applaud Roger Goodell um, and the NFL as much as I enjoy booing Roger Goodell this one i'm gonna give yeah and i was gonna mention that too is like this is literally our only chance to watch any sports so you know a lot of fans are are gearing up for thursday uh how about you greg any any thoughts of of the upcoming draft on thursday for the virtual virtualness i mean i feel like you guys summed it up pretty well um i guess one aspect i am interested in on a different note is uh how the teams are really going to probably have to utilize the eye test a lot more in this draft as opposed to analytics. And I'm interested to see maybe three, four years down the line, how these picks actually pan out as players, you know, how their performance goes. And I'm honestly a big believer in the eye test. I feel like, I feel like in the draft, all these guys, these GMs, they have so much pressure on their shoulders People whisper in each year they could easily make a simple decision and uh, based off the analytics and mess up. You never know. So I'm kind of interested to see how that's going to roll out. But uh, I think it's going to be fun. I'm glad that they did keep it on schedule. So we have like one little bit of normalcy in our like sports lives going on. Nothing <laughs> changed there. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. We're all excited. 
I like that. Yeah, that's probably a, a little thing that people, you know, don't see is, you know, the eye test that you were mentioning. I mean, there's obviously, you know, rumors with players and, you know, you know, different testing that they do and stuff. But, you know, it's going to be a little aspect. And, you know, every fan is different, right? They want to see different things. Um, I think that – I think I, yeah. well, well, and think about it. Well, and think about it too, Alex. I mean, I think, I think Greg brought up an, an excellent point. I mean, think about this. When we're just looking at the eye test – for you guys, right. As dolphins fans, you know, and dolphins fans all around the world, you know, everybody's got their eye on Tua, but nobody really knows if he's healthy and nobody's been able to really get him in and evaluate him and and take a look at him and everything. You really just have, you know, his game tape to go off of. And, you know, it's going to be really interesting, you know, down the line, like Greg said, for just using one player as an example, being Tua, what's, what's he going to look like three or four years, you know, down the line, and, and are people going to look back and say, man, thank goodness we went with the eye test because this guy's a franchise player? Or are people going to say, man, we blew it with this kid because we went with the eye test when we should have had access to his medical and been able to get him in for a visit and all things like that? So kind of crazy when you think about that. I think I just want to point out that that was just a really, really um, – you know, strong point that Greg made. Yeah. So that, yeah, that no, I agree. Hands down. I think that's the great, good thing about this podcast. There's going to be a lot of facts. Everybody's going to be hearing. So uh, like you mentioned before, right? So Tua, you know, obviously Miami has been supposedly so-called tank for Tua all season long. Um, you know, we have the number five pick. There's a lot of rumblings going on. Dolphins need a franchise quarterback. We haven't had one since 2000. So Dan Marino is here. So um, kind of want to see your aspects of, of, you know, do you see the Dolphins drafting Tua? Um, you know, are those you guys think Herbert rumors are true? You know, maybe Love or or maybe you guys might not think that number five pick is going to be drafted on a quarterback. Maybe we save it for the 18th or the what is the other, the third one? The 26th pick. Okay, cool. So perfect. Like yeah. That. So I'll kind of I'll kind of start it off with uh, Miller on this one. So Miller, I know obviously you like to have a lot of speculation, a lot of you know theories on your end. So I'm gonna give you the start of what you think Miami should do and what do you think they will do at the end of the day with the number five pick. I appreciate it. I mean, at number five, I mean, look, this is. I think I think this is what they're gonna do, and this is absolutely what they should do, and it's draft a quarterback. I've heard speculation that they're going to, you know, flip the draft on its head and take an offensive tackle at, you know, fifth overall just because they need one. And, you know, I agree. They, they do need a left tackle, you know, or if they take somebody like, like Tua, they're going to need a right tackle because Tua is a left-handed quarterback, right? And you got to protect the guy's blind side. Um, but I think at the end of the day at five, they're going to pick a quarterback. Um, I think the only way they don't pick Tua is – one of two reasons one they're scared off by his medical and they just decide to go with Herbert um, or two uh, a team being probably the chargers leapfrog them to probably number three or number four yeah. um, and there um, personally what my gut is telling me is I think that uh, the dolphins have been really for a long time enamored with with two I think they've liked him for a very long time and they've done a lot of homework on him leading up to this point. Um, I don't think that they're going to get gun shy now. I think they're going to take Tua. Um, personally, I, I, my opinion, I would rather go, I, I'd rather see them go Herbert just because I, he doesn't have the injury questions. And I just think he kind of fits that mold of a prototypical, prototypical quarterback. Um, and, and plus he didn't have all that star power around him the way that Tua did. So I think Tua got protected a little bit, weak conference, a lot of talent around him. 
And then at the end of the day, he still got beat up and, and had that whole hip thing. So for me, I, I'm a little gun shy when it comes to it, but I mean, I'm not an NFL executive, right? So I do think that the Dolphins are going to go um, to a, at five. Um, and I do think that's what they should do, at least pick a quarterback that is. Um, but I'm curious about you guys. Um, I mean, you know, Andrew, what do you, what do you Which think? Which I was going to go next. Perfect. Yeah, go ahead, Andrew. Right. Um, so obviously, you know, quarterback is obviously the biggest thing that Dolphins have been doing. We've been hearing tank for two, uh, as, as, you know, Miller said, for a whole year. And we got so much slack for it during the season. It was ridiculous. Um, and now the time is finally here. Um, and I'm actually on the opposite side of Miller. I'm actually on the two, I'm, I'm on the two, a bandwagon for sure. Um, just have to be, you know, right? <laughs> I know the injury. Yeah. I know. I know the injury questions are for like, for sure. Legitimate. Um, I think the way that I'm viewing it is Tua Tagovailoa's potential is clearly there. You know, we you see a lot of people comparing him to Russell Wilson. You see a lot of people comparing him to Drew Brees. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you, when I watch Tua tape, that's exactly what I see, Russell Wilson. Um, and, you know, I'm kind of a guy that's big into moxie and leadership um, and, you know, those things that I think are very crucial for the quarterback position. Um, so... Yeah, I'm I'm definitely on the two of bandwagon for the Herbert. I I see the traits, you know, I see the size, I see the length, I see the arm the arm strength. Um I'm just kind of the the thing that sours me the most um is, you know, and I hate saying this and I hate using it, but I feel like it's you know, it's just that, you know, we, we kind of did the same thing with Ryan Tannehill and they have kind of similar aspects. Um, but at the same time, like I know Herbert's played quarterback for three seasons. I know he's led the Oregon Ducks to the Rose Bowl. Um, you know, so those questions are, are accurate. You know, it's not like I'll be upset either way they go. Um, it's just quarterback is obviously the number one thing that the Dolphins need to address in this draft. Um, and I, I do kind of have like a, uh, how how do I call it? Like kind of like an ace in the hole plan if you know Tua or Herbert are not there due to like crazy trades that we can't really Deal with. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, you know, we we have no idea what's gonna happen in the draft. Usually we say all these things are gonna happen and then either none of it or all these other crazy things happen. So it's gonna be definitely a very interesting draft, especially if you're a Dolphins fan. Um, since we do have the three picks of the first yeah. thirty two, so um no, it's definitely and, gonna and be I exciting. Agree, uh, you know, more to you, uh, you know, Andrew. Of course, I'm obviously I'm on the Tua train as well. You know, I'm I'm here like two or nothing, right? So, um, if 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 the whole season, I mean, even if medical, right? Like the doctors have kind of approved him a little bit that he's gonna, you know, be able to play again. Obviously, the the um, the tenure, you know, we don't know how long he's going to play, right? You have quarterbacks, you have players that, uh, you know, retire after five years or less. You know, you have Andrew Luck, who just recently retired. You have Luke Keekley. I mean, you have a whole bunch of players that, I mean, they're they're healthy, you know, in the beginning of their careers. But, you know, this longevity of, you know, keeping these guys healthy is going to be obviously tough. But, for, I mean, for me, I, I'm all for two. I mean, you know, there's, like you mentioned, you know, 
uh, similar comparisons to Russell. Uh, you have people comparing him to Drew Brees. Uh, you have Trent Dilfer, uh, Mark Miller's favorite guy, Dilfer Dimes, uh, saying that he's a Hall of Famer. So, you know, I mean, for me, at number five, I mean, unless we get leapfrogged, I wouldn't trade up, you know, for Tua. Um, I would just say it at five. No, definitely uh, not. Yeah. Um, you know, if, yeah. if he's there, you know, and we don't take him, I, I mean, Miami Twitter is going to go crazy. So, like, it's going to be ridiculous. Um, but I think Tua has to be the pick uh, no matter what it is. We don't want to we don't want to be drafting an offensive lineman first like we did with Jake Long because that was another one. Right. You have you know, you have a, a guy from Michigan who is really good, you know, the same thing. But, you know, uh, injuries ruined his career as well. Um, kind of a similar thing with how you were mentioning, uh, Andrew, with uh, Herbert to Tannehill. I also see a little bit of Chad Henney too, right? Because you have Chad Henney always had that um, arm strength to throw power, but he just wasn't really good of a pocket, you know, awareness, just like similar to Ryan Tannehill. Obviously, it's like Tannehill and Henney together, right? You have Tannehill's speed and you have Henney's arm strength. So uh, not saying that Herbert is going to do you know, bad in the NFL. Just saying that uh, Miami already hates them for not even being on the team. It's just not going to look very good uh, coming into here. But um, but last but not least, Greg, I want to hear your opinion about the number five pick if you have a chance. I mean, obviously, I'm on the two of bandwagon as well. I mean, I'm going to drop a, a little question slash fact out here for you guys. All right, all right. All right, so we got three quarterbacks to choose from. Oh boy. We got Carson Wentz, Mitchell Trubisky, and Deshaun Watson. Now, before you choose which one you guys want, I need to give you guys the facts. Okay. So, out of those three quarterbacks, Watson has missed 11 out of 48 games in his career. Wentz, eight, it seems like more, but eight games out of 64 for Wentz. And Trubisky, only three games. Who are you guys choosing? I'm going to ask Alejandro first. Jeez. Obviously, on my end, I mean, you know, if I'm a Chicago fan, I definitely don't want Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, <laughs> oh, hell no. I don't think, uh, I don't think anyone yeah, on this no, panel is going to go that route. For, for, yeah, no, of course. Uh, Trubisky, I mean, I wouldn't do. But Cars, I mean, I would lean more between Wentz and, and Watson only because, you know, Wentz does have that potential. But. Again, he's injury prone, as we've seen so far. I'm surprised, like you mentioned, too, eight games. I thought he's missed more, but it feels yeah. like it. Um, obviously, you know, the, the safe eight choice. Important games. Yeah, eight important games, right. And then, you know, three, three and a half quarters, I think it was, or in that playoff game. or No, actually, like he missed, three, yeah, three and a half quarters. Um, I mean, for me, I, I think, you know, Watson would be, a, you know, a safe pick. I mean, he, I, you mentioned he missed 11 games. And yet but, he's yeah. missed the most. Right. He's the most injury prone, and yet you chose him. Correct? Right, right. So is that so similar to the Tua? Wouldn't right. you guys try and use that same type of philosophy with these draft prospects right. in the quarterback? That's an interesting – I like that. That's a, you know – And I'm going to base off yeah. what you were saying, Andrew. Um, I mean, the way I look at Tua – He's the most talked-about quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. And before Luck, it was Manning. And look at what those two guys did in their careers. Right. Even though it only last seven exactly. years because of injuries as well. Yeah. But he chose the lead. But, I mean, if you could tell me we're going to get right. that type of quarterback, it's like it's a no-brainer. Like, I- I'm never going to be a Dolphins fan again if they don't if they choose Herbert over to it. They right. have the option of both. Yeah. as Like, if they don't have the option to get to it, I understand that. 
But if 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 two is on the board and the Dolphins don't make a push, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what else to do. I agree, yeah. you know, um, as being a Dolphin fan. But uh, uh, we could be wrong. You never know. Herbert right. could be the guy. Yeah, it's true. Uh, you wanted to say something, Andrew? Right. Yeah, I just want to dive in a little bit deeper about this. Um, obviously, we all we all think you know Justin Herbert. It's not that he's bad. It's just we see the star potential with Tua Tagovailoa. And with Justin Herbert, we don't necessarily know what we're going to get with him. You know, obviously the 3,471 yards passing is, you know, it's 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 there. You know, we got to look at it. Um, and the QB rating is high and, you know, all these things. But, you know, with Tua and his injury, don't you guys think, you know, I coach football. You can't really be coaching around injuries. You know, you got to play your players and then, you know, Whatever happens, happens. You know, like how how many times do we see it, especially in football, where it's always next man up mentality, um, and you know, obviously quarterback is t- like a kind of like a different position because once your star quarterback goes down, it's going to be hard to replace them with you know Josh Rosen or whoever our, our backup quarterback is. Um, so obviously it's different, but you know, what if we never even get to that? high level of play that Tua could be giving you when he gets hurt. If he gets hurt, hopefully he doesn't. Yeah. But you see what I'm saying? With Justin Herbert, he may not pan out to even come close to what Tua could accomplish just because he may not be as gifted as Tua. You no, know what I'm saying? Down. I agree. Well, if I could, if I, if I could just jump yeah. in for a sec. So um, what I will say about Tua is obviously he's a, he's a phenomenal talent. Um, but what I will say is that if there's any perfect fit for him right now, especially if you're talking about the teams in the top five or top 10, Miami is that perfect fit because if there are any injury concerns or you really want to give him a strong timeline to recover, you don't have to, rush totally him. Agree. you don't have to rush him in there because you've got uh, Fitz magic and you've got Rosen. Exactly. So he's going to be very well protected from seeing the field anytime soon. So I think from a perfect situation standpoint, Miami is 100% the best fit for him. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I think, I, I think at the end of the day, a lot of the speculation that we've heard around Herbert going there has been smoke screen by Miami orchestrated so that, you know, obviously they can get off of that to a right. dent and, you know, hopefully it can, it can deter other teams from trying to leap from them and trade in front. Because I also agree that I don't think any trade should be made by Miami to move up from five. I just don't see the value there. I, I think at the end of the day, you know, if it's going to cost them, you know, any of their first or second round picks to move up, then it's simply not worth it. Now, if you're talking about exchanging a third, you know, round third round pick or maybe a three and a four to move from five to three, you know, because you really want to be secure and knowing that you're going to get to a, then sure. Why, why not? Right? You've got those bevy right. of picks, but um, if you're, if you're talking about packaging up 18 and, and 26 or, you know, either of the two second rounders, like it's just not worth it. The value is just yeah, not there. And, yeah, yeah, and I something totally how you kind of reminded me, Miller, is uh, like I've told Greg before. I don't know if I've told you before. I think Andrew might know of it too. Is you know back in the day before the Dolphins ended up drafting Dan Marino, there was a little speculation of a of a rumor that Don Shula would do. Uh, actually, not would do, but he released it out 
to the media saying that uh, Dan Marino used to like smoke weed, and obviously we know with the Laramie Tunzel with the with the gas mask, you know, stuff like that. And the funny thing is, Dan Marino was supposed to be, I think, a top fifteen pick, and ended up falling to the Dolphins at like twenty seven or something like that. So, um, you know, I think what the Dolphins are doing with this Herbert, you know, and even Burrow speculation, I think they they want to tell everybody, hey, look. We're looking at every single quarterback. We're looking at every single player. Uh, you don't want to be predictable because if you are predictable, then those teams can can uh, uh, take advantage of you and and you know try to get a trade or you know you know whatever the case may be to to screw that team over, right? So I think the Dolphins are playing their cards right. I think right. they're doing you know their work. You know. Uh, like homework, as you were mentioning, you guys were mentioning before, I think it's a little reverse psychology that they're pulling off, and, and, and I'm okay with it. As long as we we get the players that we want and they take in effect and, and they do what they need to do, I mean, Dolphins fans we're, are going to be happy, right? So uh, we just want to see production, of course. So we haven't seen production in a long time. Uh, unfortunately, Adam Gase brought us our only you know playoff since, what, 08? So, uh, but you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but that's another right. thing. So, um, I think uh, what I wanted to go over because I think Greg uh, brought up a cool point about uh, Deshaun Watson and stuff. I think he he ended up seeing something on Instagram. If you wanna you wanna go ahead and share that with the Deshaun Watson picture that you found. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> most people are a little aware that uh, there was a video going around or picture at least of Deshaun Watson working out in a Dan Marino Dolphins uh, shirt so and he apparently he's made it clear to his agent that he wants to be traded so I mean maybe we don't take a quarterback number five overall maybe we do go tackle or offensive lineman there's defensive lineman and that's and that's one of your like theories right Miller where like situation right like you think we can little we can a little play a little fantasy theory. I mean, we can do a little open discussion. Do you think? Uh, would I mean, like, obviously, we've seen. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it, I think if that opportunity presents itself, which you know, if it were any other team, I would say, oh, that that's never going to happen. But we're talking about the Houston Texans here, so um, yeah, I think I think that that's a real possibility that Deshaun Watson could actually you know, be on the table for a trade. And if that's the case, then yeah, like why not? You know, if you're Miami, go get that offensive tackle at five and go deal 18 for, you know, for, for Watson. Why not? I mean, you guys saw what they gave. Sorry yeah. to you off, Andrew, but you guys saw what they gave a, uh, no, no worries. Hopkins for. Yeah, basically I was mention nothing. Mm-hmm. We already know we basically wiped the floor with them in the Tunzel trade. So yeah. I, I'd be very confident at least – Calling them up and seeing what it might take. Yeah, you know? kick if the tires. I'm, if I'm Chris Greer, why not? Right. Go ahead, Andrew. Right. I I totally see what you guys are saying here. It's just how low can our opinion of <laughs> Bill O'Brien get? And you know, I know it started. I know. <laughs> I know it started off with you know the Larry Tunzel trade in season. And then the highway <laughs> robbery for DeAndre Hopkins in his prime. You forgot about Clemson. Oh, exactly, uh, yeah. Right. So if 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 we are taking this this train down, you know, Deshaun Watson Lane, like obviously the trend is going down. So, you know, could it happen? As as a Dolphins fan, you know, I do appreciate just Deshaun Watson 
I think he's a he's a he's a wonderful athlete, and you know that he's only 24 years old. Like he hasn't even scratched the surface. And I don't know if you guys watched the Texans game against the Chiefs this the past uh, yeah. wild card. I was it was it wild card or something? It was, yeah, you know, it was the first game. Oh, but, the Bills. I think. You know, it looked like it was. Yeah. Oh, that one too. Yeah, the second round actually, because they they beat the Bills. I'm sorry. No, it was oh, okay, it was Deshaun versus one, the Chiefs. One. Yeah, yeah. The I don't know what round it was, but it was he was yeah he was the it was like Michael Jordan and nothing he could do like <laughs> obviously they couldn't win, but no it, the performance yeah. that he had was like phenomenal. Right. Like, yeah, obviously it wasn't his fault, but like it's he's a phenomenal quarterback, and you know that's kind of like the traits that you kind of want, like in your quarterback, you know, trying to go back to the, you know, Tua and Herbert thing, you know, but like, those are the traits that you want in a quarterback. Someone that's going to lead the men that you have in your locker room as the quarterback position. Like that's such a big area of that position. So, you know, could it happen? If it does, obviously, like who 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 would not who would be opposed to getting Deshaun Watson, a proven commodity at quarterback, you know? And I have I kind of have another like since we're throwing around draft scenarios here, yeah, I kind of yeah, have yeah, another yeah, one if you want to move on. But... One other oh, thing real quick. apparently on the rumor mill, the other team Go ahead, yeah. picks for Deshaun Watson would be our old arch rivals, the Patriots. Oh boy. <laughs> That's just something a little tidbit. Oh, yeah, and that other oh, like trade speculation. I don't. I think this guy called uh, his name is Peter King. He's uh, one of those media. He was like saying that we get Herbert and the Patriots move up and get to us. So that he's just trying to break our heart. But go ahead, Andrew. Go ahead with your little theory. I want to. I want to hear it actually. Yeah. Here, here we go. So. Um... And we can talk more about players that we like of in the course. draft office because that's what this episode is going to be about. Um, but one of the things that me and my head coach were kicking around is maybe we go with Isaiah Simmons if he's still there because that's <clears> – <throat> other than Chase Young, like Isaiah Simmons oh, wow. is, like, for me, yeah. in my opinion, is the best defender. And, you know, with having Brian Flores from the Patriot way and, you know, having these players that – play everywhere and getting Kyle Van Noy from the Patriots and like it obviously like getting a player like that with the fifth pick if he's still there I don't know if he will be like it's a stretch obviously but if the route isn't to go quarterback I would totally be okay with getting a player like Isaiah Simmons so when you could stick in that defense that's gonna help solidify it more because that's clearly what the main focus of the free agency was um and then maybe an eight with the pick with eighteenth pick, maybe you see Makai Beckton drop a little bit, um, especially with the you know the whatever drug issues that he had. Um, you know, maybe he does it, maybe he does. The only reason why I don't think he may is because you know we're kind of in a different area now, especially since it's the first year with the CBA. I, if I have it correctly, that you know. Um, positive drug tests won't necessarily result in any suspensions or anything like that. Um, so that could be interesting if we could probably scoop up Makai Becton at 18. Um, and then that obviously tackles a big need as well as quarterback and then come back at pick number 26 and help solidify more of our running game and maybe get J.K. Dobbins or 
to me, J.K. Dobbins and Clyde Edward Clyde Edwards Alaire. Um, those are probably the two top running backs for me, in my opinion. Um, I know a lot of people like Swift. Um, of course. But, you know, again, this is just my scenario. Um, and then we pick early in the second round. I think it's the seventh pick of the second round. And then maybe getting – maybe answering the quarterback question there and getting a player like Jalen Hurts. Um, Interesting. But just curious um, to see what you guys think about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, obviously – so kind of – kind of to run down to your number five pick, right? So Isaiah Simmons, I think that would be a, a really good pick, right. obviously, you know. So um, he's made interest mutually, you know, that he would love to play for Brian Flores, um, which is really cool. You know, partnering him up with Kyle Van Noy, Raekwon, uh, and Jonathan Baker, you know, do we see, you know, Raekwon staying as a starter? I mean, he had a good year, you know, run stopping and stuff. So, you know, having him on there on board and, and having all these free agency, I mean, I would love that. I just don't think it will happen just because we did sign, you know, Shaq Lawson and, and uh, Ogba and stuff. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, would, would, would that be a transformation trans, uh, transformational pick? Of course, you. I think he would be like a Luke Keekley, Patrick Willis type player. Um, you know, I, I agree with you with your 18 pick, you know, and the 26. I mean, definitely you have to get a running back in this draft. Um, you need to, you know, you need to have that, you need to have that one, two punch again. Right. So, um, you know, Jordan Howard is going to be a, a plus. Yeah. He didn't get that much ball time, uh, in Philadelphia because, uh, Boston Scott and, um, and Miles Sanders, I think it is. It's funny because right. I just watched all or nothing on Amazon. So I, I see them. So it's a little better. Right. So. Uh, great show. Yeah, so so it's a great you know, show. Definitely <laughs> Howard has, obviously I think he's only 24, 25, has a lot in the tank. You need to you know have him with a one two punch. Uh right. for me I think how the Dolphins should do it, you know, I would go quarterback, offensive lineman, then running back or worst case scenario for the third uh, pick that we have, I would go with a safety. Um, you know, just to have that backup, you know, for row right. and also to have um you know, the strong safety help would definitely be good. I know there's a lot of um, speculation for Xavier McKinney. Uh, and I forgot, I think the other dude is from LSU, Del Pitt, which would be pretty cool. So um, I kind of, you know, would, you know, side to that, probably more of the defensive side, only because Brian Flores is more defensive. So maybe, you know, we can scoop up our running back in the later round, the second round. So um, I would, I like, I like your spec, you know, I like your mock draft. If you had to choose, obviously, you know, it's not bad. Um, but, um, I, I kind of go with like the, the more of the media of like going quarterback, offense alignment, and then maybe running back or, or safety. But, uh, I know, I know Greg has a couple of players that he likes in the draft. What, what would you go with Greg? Um, I mean, aside from two at five, I do believe we do need to tackle the offensive line, probably with the 18th pick. Um, I'd be interested to see if we're willing to spend some of our extra picks from this year and next to maybe move up both of our second and third first round picks. Interesting. Okay. A couple, yeah. A couple up just to get, you know, that's if you've got a player that you think could be that day one starter and help your team for the next three to four years, you might yeah. as well. It yeah. doesn't hurt. Right. And, uh, but uh, I guess for the running backs, I, I thought it was interesting. You like the uh, ones that can do it all, it looked like, Andrew, the pass catching but still got good running ability. Uh, I feel like I'm not going to lie. I don't know why Absolutely, a lot of people yeah. aren't giving their respect to Jonathan Taylor. But, I mean, from what I can tell, that guy's going to be special because uh, he's 
bigger than Saquon Barkley, and he actually ran a faster time than Saquon Barkley in the uh, 40. So oh, wow. that's pretty interesting. Um, and apparently the only knock on him is his pass catching. But he, I saw an interview the other day. He pretty much states that it was just uh, – that was like their offensive scheme just did not call for using uh, pass catching with the running backs. I guess, you know, they would just run pound the rock every time and it would work. They're like Tennessee yeah, in that regard. And you mentioned like he broke records and stuff at Wisconsin. And I do believe it's, it's kind of funny, but I mean, they're called running backs. They're not called wide receivers. You know, we, we do pay these men to run the ball, get us four yards of carry. And then usually, hopefully, uh, you know, run the clock out in the fourth quarter for a team when they're up. Yeah, of course. So I feel like we, we, we teams shouldn't bring as much of an onus on the uh, the reception part with running backs, I feel like. It's definitely – it only helps. I mean, we've seen the Patriots exploited on the Dolphins for many a years now. So I, I definitely understand the thought, though, with it. Right. But uh, I think the good news is for Dolphins fans – no matter who we get at running back, whether it's in the first round, the second round, there's a lot of great options out there. And I think we're going to get a guy that is going to be basically better than some people we've had for a while. Yeah. I mean, nobody can be as worse as Balazs. So, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I still, you never know. He can yeah. Have a yeah. Uh, I mean, we would hope so. We need to create holes for these right. players to even look good. So, I mean, it'll definitely be a bounce back. <laughs> that last year was atrocious. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can't get much worse. Are like you playing on legendary on Madden and really cannot run. I mean, that's crazy for to average one yard, you know, per carry. So it's crazy. Uh, Miller, I know. Obviously, we mentioned you're a Forty ers fan and stuff. Uh, it's a little bit harder for you. Um, to understand for like the Dolphins for the other couple picks. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, you want to. Speaking of how you're a 49ers fan, and we're on the running back topic, Miller. Your team right now has done very well running wise last season, and I'm pretty sure ESPN and all the like people were making it known that all these guys were very late round draft picks. You know, lesser known guys. So, what is your thought? Do you think we even need to waste a high round pick on a running back? So, so great question. I think it's, I think it's dependent on the scheme. So Kyle Shanahan, our head coach um, has a zone blocking scheme, a zone running game uh, that calls for a specific type of running back. And that specific type of player um, really is somebody that can do a lot of the outside zone running um, that engages with a lot of speed, right? So those guys are really easy to find in the later rounds or even as undrafted free agents because they're not viewed by by most as being, quote, a complete back, right? So I think it comes down to your scheme. Uh, that's why the Niners have been able to do it. Even when you look at Kyle Shanahan's father, Mike Shanahan, he did the same thing. He never took a running back early because he knew his scheme didn't call for it. So I think when you look at the Dolphins, you have to kind of ask yourself, well, what's our offensive identity? What is our, our running scheme? Are we a power running game or are we an off? Are we, or are we a zone, right. you know, offensive scheme? Right. So, I think for, for me, right, and, and I probably have the least valuable opinion out of the group of us when it comes to the Dolphins, but for me, I think I think you have to kind of read the tea leaves a little bit. You have to kind of start looking at, okay, well, what did Miami do in free agency to address some of these positions as it relates to their first five draft picks, those those picks between round, rounds one and two? 
And when you look at what they did, you know, they, they picked up the running back. They, they addressed their defense at the linebacker position at the pass rush. Right. Um, they picked up the corner for, for a gajillion dollars. Right. They, they made a lot of moves. They made a lot of moves. Right. And they did that because they didn't, to me, it screams that they don't want to use their first five picks on those positions. Now they may, but it kind of screams that they, they, they don't want to have their hand forced to, right. to have to do that. Right. They wanted flexibility. So in my opinion, I think quarterback at five, I think offensive tackle at 18, I think you have a judgment call there at 26. I think if you are truly in love with a running back that you feel is, you know, has completely separated themselves from the pack far and away, then you take that guy. And the consensus so far is that that guy is DeAndre Swift. Now, if you think Swift is going to be like Josh Jacobs was last year for Oakland, now, of course, Las Vegas, um, he was the only running back taken in the first round, and he paid immediate dividends to the Raiders because he rushed for over 1,000 yards. So if you feel like there is a guy, whether it's Swift or Taylor or whoever, then I think you take that guy if you think he's going to be an immediate contributor, an immediate thousand yard rusher for you and for hopefully years to come then i think you take him at 26 if not you roll the dice knowing that there's so much second round depth i think guys like swift taylor um uh what's the what's the other kid uh j jk jk these are these are all guys that are getting projected as second round picks for the most part with the exception of swift who's kind of teetering in that first round territory right these are all guys as a consensus are going to be second round and even possibly early third round talents. So this for me at 26 is where you get into the thick of it, where Miami truly has a judgment call and can take best player available or still draft an area of need. And to me, the area of need screams safety. They didn't do anything to address safety in free agency when they absolutely could have, um, you know, I think I think a guy like Xavier, uh, Xavier McKinney from from Alabama, I think if he's there at 26 or even Delpit from from LSU, I think you look at those guys and you take one of those guys. Right. Because after those guys, the safety market in the NFL draft takes a huge drop off. It, it's like it falls off like the side of a cliff. OK, so for me, I'm looking at it as at 26 if if you think all the running backs are kind of graded equally, wait till the second round. Use your first second round pick on a running back and go with a safety. Um, if you're if you've fallen in love with a running back, then fine, take him at 26 and get a safety in the second round. But I think in the second round, whether it's running back or safety, whichever one you didn't pick, you got to get the other one in the second round. And then with the other second round pick, I think you got to look at the defensive line. I don't know if Miami did enough, right? You guys grabbed what was it, Wilkinson in the first round last year. I know you guys have Gacho, right? He like those are two very outstanding players. But I don't know if guys like Ogba or um or Taco or, or Taco or like who, whoever else is on your defensive line. Like I don't know if those guys are really impact players. I think they can be excellent rotational players. But I don't know if there's anybody outside of those those two guys that I mentioned um, that really screams like high end talent. And I think the more depth you can add to your line, the better your defense is, is going to be. And again, that goes back to my point about reading the tea leaves. Right? You got to look at what Miami did in free agency, and you also got to equally look at what they didn't do. And when you look at safety and defensive tackle, 
um, offensive tackle, quarterback. These are all things that they didn't address. These, to me, are the skill positions that you're going to see taken, um, you know, in those first two rounds. But again, that's just my opinion as probably the the least valuable yeah, and, opinion. Yeah, I like that. Go ahead, Andrew. Go ahead. Right. Sorry, um, Drew. As as you know, as right. Drew and Greg actually, both of you guys are Dolphins fans. Um, you would probably see where I'm coming from with this. Um, yeah. We're we're Miami fans, you know? We're flashy. We like this. We like that. You know, things like that. So, obviously, those right. running backs, like, they catch our eyes, you know? And the problem with um, what Miller was saying about how Shanahan drafts running backs, I totally agree with you. If I'm thinking logistically and, right. you know, as a football coach, I totally agree. You could totally find a running back later on in this draft. The problem is with the Dolphins, this whole offensive line, it doesn't matter what they played last year. It's a whole new offensive line. Um, we we got rid of um, – Oh, Kilgore. The center's escaping my name. I don't know if Kilgore. you Oh, my God. I just yeah. thought he yeah. used to be a 49er. Yeah, yeah we, got, we got rid of Kilgore. We got Ted Karras. You know, we got Eric Flowers, obviously. Um, Evan Boehm. Um so, you know, it's it's going to be hard for this regime to necessarily pick a running back in terms of what they're tr- going to try to run going forward. Um, so I totally understand that there. Um, but I think if we if, – I think if a quarterback is the pick, and more specifically if it's Tua Tungavailoa, I think that it might be more crucial to spend our next two first-round pi- uh, – two first-round picks – um, the 18 and the 26 on offensive line help on on um, an offensive tackle, and then maybe coming back with um, the guy from Michigan. I forgot his name right now. <clears throat> the center from Michigan. Oh, Ruiz. Um, so, yeah, Caesar Ruiz. So you know, I think that might be the better option, especially. And this is again geared t- more towards protecting Tua because obviously the injury questions are legit. Um, and then maybe scooping up maybe an Anton Winfield Jr. later on in the draft. I don't know necessarily if he's projected second or third, but just watching a little bit of tape from him. Right. And obviously mm-hmm. he's got the bloodline there, you know, being the junior. Um, so that could be interesting too. I do think safety would be – safety is definitely another need. Um, that's why I threw out there Isaiah Simmons because you could actually – he's a linebacker-safety hybrid. So say – you know, Raekwon McMillan is playing better. No problem. Drop Isaiah Simmons back and, you know, you have your safety. Um, but that's, again, that's why this draft coming up and the fact that right. we're dealing with the coronavirus, it makes it so exciting um, for Dolphins fans and, you know, fans in general too as well because of the coronavirus. So um, it's definitely a very exciting time. Um, and I, I, you know, the regime – that we have now going forward with um, – <laughs> I'm drawing blanks because it's so late. <laughs> with with Flores and, you know, with Chris yeah. Greer, I, I love the moves that they've been making with having um, – with bringing in Caldwell to help with offense last year. Um, and now they have Chan Gailey. Um, so it's definitely a very exciting time. And uh, yeah, we and, can only sit and pray, man. To, That's to the only thing we can do. How you, how you were mentioning with the, with the, the scheme and everything – kind of to piggyback from what Miller was saying is like we did do the work in free agency and we still have enough money, you know, to sign more people. And obviously we're going to use that for the draft picks that we have. 
but I, I think, uh, you know, how we right. were doing off the record, uh, Miller, before was you you end up getting those free agents like Shaq Lawson, Ogba, uh, you know, um, you know, Van Noy, uh, Byron Jones, you know, all these dead players that are going to fit in well. Right. Um, the thing is how New England would do it is they will rotate these kind of players. And that's the good thing about, you know, having the depth is that you don't have to have shock uh, Lawson out, you know, for, for three downs, right? Maybe you can pull him like a Cam Wake and give him one, two, uh, one, the first and the second down, you replace him. You have other people rotating and it keeps them fresh. Um, and just, you're not predictable, right? So you're going to be throwing screens at these, you know, teams and everything that's going to, you know, factor great for Brian Flores and the defense, which that's what I'm more excited about is that, like, the more players that we have, they don't have to be superstars or can't wake material. They All they got to do is just, you know, do their job, you know, stop the run, you know, get to the quarterback, whatever they can do. And then most of these linebackers that we're going to have, they're going to have to have, you know, that pass coverage, you know, side of them, which Baker, you know, was getting better at last year because he has the speed. Raekwon, not yet, only because he's more of a run stopper, like how he did in Ohio State, but he can develop that, right? So you have those aspects, I think, um, you know, what you mentioned with, with the free agency Miller is, is I think, I think, you know, the Dolphins did a great job and, and you guys can refer back to the last week podcast that I did. Um, but I think in general, I think the Dolphins team looks more, um, how do I want to say, uh, juicier, right? So you, you, you know that every player that is going to be on this roster is going to work, right? you you know, every down is going to be critical, you know, that they're all going to fight for Brian Flores, which is great because everybody that has signed over, they're talking great things about Brian Flores, even the current players that have been there. So I think it's going to be a very interesting aspect to it, and especially with this coronavirus, we don't know how long, you know, we're going to be, you know, sidelined from sports. Obviously, you know, all the other major sports are to be continued. The only one that we know possibly is is baseball because technically just started last, you know, this past month. So, um, I think in general, as as a Dolphin fan, I'm I'm really excited to just you know seeing Brian Flores just go you know higher from here, right? Like he can't go lower than five wins. I think it's just gonna be more for improvement. And any any player that he ends up getting in the draft is just gonna be even better, right? We just don't know what is gonna happen because there's obviously so many question marks. But um, I think you know, like you said, Andrew, I think if you're a Dolphins fan, you have to be excited. What's the future? This is not your old typical, you know, Dolphins where we'll do shitty scouting and, and just get Jason Allen and John Beck and Pat White and never see them again. So, so you know, or Cleo Lemon or, oh, you know, God. whatever you want to Ted Ginn. I mean, <laughs> obviously, the only thing that's good is probably Ted Ginn just because he's still playing in the NFL. So, kudos to him. But, I mean, I, I – I, I agree with you. I think this this Chris uh, Chris Greer and um, you know Brian Flores and the whole organization has you know made it clear to Dolphin fans that um, it's a time for a change and and I like it. Um, I don't know if you have any um, other uh, thoughts, Greg. Um, if you want to chip in um, about it, good. Yeah. What about you, Miller? No, I mean, I think we've, I mean, I think we've covered a lot. I mean, I think you guys as Dolphins fans have so much to be excited about. And just speaking as a 49er fan, right? Like I think everybody wants to be that next San Francisco 49er team where they go from having, you know, the second pick of the draft to playing in the Super Bowl, the, you know, the very next season. 
Um, and I think you guys have a lot of draft capital and good ammunition to work off of. You guys have made some really strong signings. And I think the coaching staff, this is the right coaching staff. I think you guys have a lot to be excited about. And, and for you guys come Thursday, I like, I think, you know, you guys are going to, you guys are going to obviously acquire talent, you know, and, and that, that alone is going to continue to just, what I'm hoping to see is create a surprise season there in, in Miami. I think with Tom Brady, obviously out of new England, um, it leaves a bit of a vacuum, a vacuum that we haven't seen in the AFC East for 20 years. And I know everybody's probably picking the bills to be that sexy team to, to, to take the division crown, but I wouldn't sleep on Miami. And for that, you guys yeah, should, we should be, be because Adam Gates is in New York. So they give any, anytime he's there, you know, we'll have a chance for sure. I know, I know, I know Andrew's hate <laughs> for him on, on his Twitter rants and stuff. Uh, but the, yeah. the last topic that I want to talk about um, before we do end this podcast, um, just because we were hearing it off the record and I thought this should be, you know, fantastic. And I'm obviously going to lead it to you, Andrew, because you're just a comical person about it. Uh, obviously, the news of Rob Gronkowski getting traded uh, to, to uh, Tampa Bay. So go ahead. The mic is yours. Right. Well, here's here's the like the magnificent thing about retiring in the NFL. You know, first of all, like since the first day, you know, obviously we spoke about it before right. the pod. You know, I, it's great that we got to put it on the pod now. You know, it since day one of his retirement, I think maybe a week went by where we first heard, "Oh, he's gonna come back." Tom Brady needs him. If Rob Gronkowski comes back, this is hands down a Super Bowl winning team. You know, think we've constantly heard things like that. And, you know, as I think, Juro, you said it, you know, it's not that he's retiring from the NFL. He's retiring from Bill Belichick, which is exactly right. That's exactly what he did. You know, we see him party and it's, you know, it's, it's all good. And, you know, it's not like he's doing anything bad by partying and having a good time because, you know, it makes us happy. And, you know, we, we're, we're happy that we have Gronk back Good in the day. league. It's yeah. just so oh, – it's so conniving. It's so conniving that he's back with Tom Brady. And, you know, hopefully, you know, speaking as a football fan, hopefully he's able to recapture lightning in a bottle because what we saw for years, Drew, right. and Greg – for what we saw for years as Dolphin fans, that is yeah, like I mean, it's a special connection Gronkowski that Tom Brady has with Gronkowski. when they would you know be together, I mean those were pitiful years. But now, I mean, I don't know, right? Like now you have Gronkowski, and you know I, you don't know what kind of shape he's in. I know he's in WWE, you know, which Mark you know loves to watch every Sunday or whenever that WWE comes on. So. Yes, <laughs> Well, yeah. that's going to be the interesting part. The twenty-four-seven champion, that's right. <laughs> what? Yeah. What happens? He's got to. He's got to get the belt, and, right? Guys, you know, your championship belt. So, um, oh, I would pay so much money <laughs> to just yeah. be watching a Tampa Bay game because we're going to be watching so many of them, and then all of a sudden <laughs> you see Kevin Owens run. <laughs> I think. Run. <laughs> Onto the field as if he's streaking, and like 
Yeah. Like, I don't know. Taking the belt. Like, how do you. What no, you happens? Know, like, you know, you know he's taking maybe like happens? a Gatorade break on the sideline. And yeah, you know, Kevin Owens just gives him, you know, a quick roll up and the referee's yeah. right there. One, just, like two, back three. In, just like back in the day when Mark Sanchez <laughs> was hungry and had to eat a hot dog on the sideline. Uh, so, you know, typical, your typical stuff that, you know, or Chad Ocho oh, pulling out his phone and the Hall of Fame. Typical, uh, typical and stuff. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, especially you know OJ Howard there. So you know they're gonna have a, a a tandem there. So that should be fun to see. Well, the early rumors are that Tampa Bay has been trying to trade OJ Howard oh, wow. for a long time, uh, and the, the Gronk move only you know pushes that even more to the forefront. It looks like they're wow. trying to get at least a fourth round pick, but wow. so far, there's no takers. Yeah, there, yeah there, will, there, there should be a crazy. taker for a fourth round um, pick for yeah, OJ no, Howard. To be honest with you, no, okay. yeah, guys. So, um, if he, if you guys have any last thoughts, I know that Gronkowski made everybody laugh and stuff, but uh, um, I think I think we uh, nailed it on the dot. I appreciate every one of you guys for stopping by. Um, definitely, guys, uh, we're gonna have a, a post episode uh, about the NFL draft, so tune in to that. Um, I want to wish everybody, you know, a safe, you know, rest of your night. And, uh, you know, we'll see what's going to be happening on Thursday um, as we, we, we'll we see the NFL draft, you know, overall. But, you know, Dolphin fans, let's let's pray and, and cherish this moment as this might be the time where we'll get it done. Uh, Andrew, Greg, Mark, Miller, everybody, thank you so much, guys, for coming in by. And uh, until next time, guys, last words. Fins up, baby. Awesome. Awesome. Let's go. End of the episode. I want to wish you guys.